A, B, C, D, E, F, and we're calibrated. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> I wish they all, everyone just had like a CAPTCHA thing on them that you had to <laughs> <laughs> It would be so easy. But sometimes I miss the stoplight though, to be fair. I have face blindness, but just for bridges, so I can't do those things. <laughs> Bridge blindness. Can't find the bridge. <laughs> Affects tens of Americans. <laughs> Are we like great at this? <laughs> you know, it only took 60 plus episodes mm-hmm. to get mediocre at this podcasting thing. I went to a guidance counselor and I was just like, yeah, I'm going to apply to film school. I really wanted the film program. He's like, all right, well, thing is, you're probably not going to get in. So you're going to want to start thinking of other options. And you proved him wrong. Did you go back to him after like the end of the movie and be like, fuck you, I got in. Fuck you, I got in and I took a shit on your desk. (laughs) He told me to have a plan B. Are you kidding me? (laughs) I had a plan B, all right. A bowel movement right on his desk. (laughs) Uh, Should we start the show? Yeah, let's do it. Hey, everybody. Hello. (laughs) I'm Haley. And I'm Zach. And And we're we're not not together. together. How are you doing today, Haley? I'm doing pretty good. Today is Monday. Oh, sorry. I thought I heard. Mo- I thought you were gonna immediately start with 420. You led with Monday, which was strange, <laughs> <laughs> and kind of buried the lead. You know what they say? Friday. The, you know how they like Friday the 13th, Monday the 420. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's weird. It's kind of always 420 now that we're always wearing sweatpants and smoking weed constantly because we're at our homes. <laughs> That's true. You know what? Someone did point out, too, that this whole month is 420 because it's April of 2020. Well, shit. All right. Bring out that gravity bong. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to fucking space. (laughs) We're going to the fucking space. I don't know if any of y'all eagle-eared listeners, do eagles have good ears? I don't know. (laughs) Bat-eared listeners uh, have noticed, but the past couple weeks, we just, there's always just one weird glitch that we've been running into for one thing or another Mm -hmm. it's like somebody's track is peaking or somebody didn't wear a head it's it's you know it's i don't think it's anybody's fault i just think it's like the world is chaos at the moment so maybe this glitch is just we're just going to be so goddamn fucking high we don't know what's going on (laughs) oh no i hope not (laughs) (laughs) and that one's on us (laughs) we are the glitch yeah well it's true have you so it is for 2020 for 2020 have you started um, smoking yet or will you smoke today? I don't know. I might. I've got, um, I still have like those joints from, remember when we did, went to Queer X with that, uh, yeah. they're like, so uh, Reverie hosts a, like a yearly, well, I guess not, <laughs> not this year, but uh, <laughs> it's like a, like a small film fest for uh, queer uh, movies and stuff. And so we like helped run a bunch of the Q and A's and stuff like that. And one of the vendors was this dispensary and they gave us so many joints and I still have some of them. Yep. I don't smoke that often because it gets me um, anxious and I want to die. 
Uh, yeah, that's not that's not good. No, I used to be able to. I used to be such a functioning pothead, and then I don't know, like a switch flipped, and then everybody always tells me like, "Oh, you just haven't found the right strand." And I'm like, "Okay." It just it's it's <laughs> it just seems like a lot of work to try and find the right strand, you know. Right, exactly. If you like cuz the process is you'll have to go through hell. Go through hell. Keep spend keep your money out. as well to buy yeah. different twi- strands of weed. Go through hell. And then potentially go through hell. Yeah. For a bunch of more times, yeah. which does not sound good. No. So, yeah. I don't know, we'll see. I don't blame you. Yeah. But have you have you? A little bit, yeah. Um, cause I, I forgot it was 420 like today up until like wow, two even. or 3 PM. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh yeah. And so I have these actually that same dispensary that you have your joints from. Yeah. I buy these little like cigarette, the little cigarette pack looking things from them. Yeah. Yeah. With the matchsticks. They're so good. Yeah. Yeah. They're so cool. Well, they have the, um, full size ones, but then they also have half joints so they'll make the same amount of weed as those yeah but they'll like double the amount of joints because they're just like half baby joints cool but i'm such a baby i smoked a half of the baby joint right (laughs) and that's what i smoked today (laughs) i would like i would just touch the baby joint on my lips and i would be that'd be too much for me (laughs) (laughs) i i honestly i don't know when i became such a such a little wimp as far as weed goes, but here it is. Um, did you have a good weekend? I did. Um, spent a lot of time with Stevie. Um, we just hung out. You know, what else can you do? We've been right. playing this one video game for a while called um, Outer Wilds. Oh. Not to be confused with Outer Worlds. Oh, it's different. Diff- okay, it is a different one. Yeah. Outer Wilds, which is a really cute, cute game. Um, it's like more of an independent game, but it's cool. on like, you know, Steam and PS4 and all that stuff. But it's a cute game. You play a little, you play Alien. Where you explore like different worlds. It's really great. Oh, that sounds amazing. I love that. Yeah, it's fun. I love that. How was your weekend? It was good. We, um, I had a, like a Zoom table read, which you know, because you were part of it and we were fantastic. But I, yes. I've been writing a uh, musical. I didn't want to mention that. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I didn't want to mention that because that was your thing. <laughs> so I was like, what did I do this weekend? Well, one thing I can't tell you. <laughs> well, thank you very much. Uh, you're very courteous. Um, no, it was fun. I, I have I have written a musical um, and I've been working on it for over a year. Uh, and this is the second reading that I've done and after like a couple changes. And this time I worked with a couple uh, really good friends, Laura Wiley and uh, Adam Winnie, uh, to get... Um, kind of music together for for uh people who were tuning in uh and it was like fully cast and so much fun and everybody really brought stuff to it it really warmed my heart because i don't know I, like you have these like you'll write something out and it's like they're they're just like ideas and characters in your head and just to have people putting it all out there and like for something so silly people brought their own props and stuff and costume changes which i was not expecting and it was just it was so fun it was awesome zach it, it's such a good musical <laughs> i can't wait to see it up it's so fun it's so funny thank you and then like stab you in the heart twist the knife like heart-wrenching at some points too it's my favorite kind like, of thing yeah. when something is like a party in the beginning and then oh no the feelings <laughs> why yeah <laughs> me too I, I love that like contrast of like that's why i love buffy so much that contrast of like one second it's so fucking funny and the next second you're like no no yeah (laughs) no (laughs) i love that stuff yeah that's i think that's just like a hallmark of good writing for me i think 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm really proud of you. It's so good. Thank you. It's so funny. And yeah, you're. It's awesome. You're hysterical. Uh, Haley <laughs> played a like a chain smoking pigeon. You sounded like Natasha Leone having eaten a pack of cigarettes, and it's so good. <laughs> That's exactly what I was going for. Thank it you. It was so incredible. Much. It was amazing. Yeah. Um, our first question today is about writing. That's right. We're doing listener advice again. Yeah, y'all. Um, which you probably already knew. <laughs> yeah, you, you saw. You clicked on it. You saw the text. Yeah. yeah. Unless you're still high from Monday and your podcast is just going from one thing to the next, and in which case, yeah, exactly. You know, welcome. <laughs> welcome. It's okay. It's okay. Your phone is right next to you. The door is locked. No one's coming to kill you. Don't worry. I feel like if I was super high and someone told me nobody's coming to kill you, <laughs> that would ruin my whole day. <laughs> okay. Sorry, we'll have to cut that. Yeah. No. 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 <laughs> Lest we terrify. The still high sending listeners. sending good vibes, happy thoughts. Yeah, who knows? Somebody could have eaten a whole bar of weed chocolate, and Oof. and then they're fucked. And Big they mistake. could still be riding on that. Anyway, uh, what's our first question today? Like you said, it is uh, slightly related to that in a way. So um, here's our first one. Hey guys, love the show. Yay. My question is, yay! <laughs> <laughs> what if someone started their question with, "Hey y'all." I really hate what you do here. <laughs> but I still had a question. Anyway, here's a question. <laughs> okay. Hey, guys, I super can't stand you, um, and I hate your guts. But I do need an answer. <laughs> I'd still probably answer it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they took the time to like think of <laughs> me, I guess. <laughs> We really are the subs to our listeners, though. (laughs) All right. I don't know. Speak for yourself. (laughs) They're going to listen and they're going to like it. Ooh. Get in your cage. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry. Zach's not coming to kill you. No, I'm coming home. (laughs) You better be ready for me. (laughs) Okay. We're going to get to this question, I swear. All right. Just get lubed up and I'll be there in a minute. I'm half a baby joint in, Zach. You can't make me laugh like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, ne- I'll never, I'll never, we'll never stop. survive. <laughs> hey, guys. Love the show. My question is, what is your writing process? Uh, work or personal projects, how do you go from an idea to a final product? Script, screenplay, etc. Thanks. It's a great question. I think it's a really good yeah. question, especially now because th- I'm sure a ton of people are... Um, suffering from anxiety of having all this time and maybe suffering from writer's block or maybe feeling like, oh man, I have to be productive with this time. You know, there's, there's that, I don't know. I always get that, that feeling in my gut. We were talking about earlier this uh, meme I saw and it was like that SpongeBob meme where he's like, his eyes are like outwardly crossed and he can't decide which thing yeah, to yeah. do. And it was like, it was like, you know, um, be super productive because I'll never have this much free time again. Mm-hmm. And the other decision was, relax and take care of myself because I'll never have this much free time again. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, even that is like anxiety inducing is. and terrifying. I think if you spend all this time thinking, here's what I have to do with this time. Like you're, you're going to feel stressed about it either way. And, and I don't, I can, I personally can't write when I'm stressed out like that, you know, like under yeah. extreme pressure. Um, I remember a couple of years ago when I was doing a lot of freelance work and there was a time when I had, 
you know, sometimes you're, you know, you, I'm sure you've done it, I'm sure from time to time where you'll be sometimes weeks, maybe even like a month at least, like where you're in between jobs and you'd mm-hmm. think like, okay, well, I have this time better, right. But honestly, the stress of not knowing where your next paycheck is going to come from is enough to have your mind drawing blanks, you know? So yeah, like it's, it's, it's not a big deal if you're, you're stressing out and worrying about your, you know, this very stressful time and pr- yeah, but yeah, but so once you are feeling productive, Haley, how do you um, how do you go about your writing process? I mean, the irony of talking about this today, um, because I do have a lot of anxiety, and I think I also have a little bit of un- like ADD. I don't want to like I've, I'm undi- I wouldn't be diagnosed, but there's a part of me that like looks up the symptoms of ADD, and I'm like that kind of sounds like something I'd have. Also, but- I have cancer. <laughs> wow thanks webmd wow webmd <laughs> turns out i have anal leakage too dang <laughs> and, wow <laughs> and the mumps and the mumps and ebola <laughs> and i've got a corn in my belly button i guess <laughs> oh got that out got that, that out. was just corn that, in my belly that was button. just corn thanks webmd <laughs> But, well, I will say one thing that I found, because I do stress out about that, should I take care of myself? Should I be productive? Should I relax? You know, should I write? That kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I do find that if I do get some writing done, like in the first half of the day, it makes it so much easier and so much more enjoyable for my second half of the day to just be focused on totally on me. Yeah, on other things. Yeah. Yeah, so rather than like trying to be like, I'm going to write for four days straight for 12 hours each day and like blah, 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 blah. Like that, I don't think is sustainable and and I don't think I could do that. But I do find that if I'm like, hey, I wrote for like four hours this morning and then I don't feel weird. I don't feel weird about then being like, I'm going to take a bubble bath and bring my laptop in the bathroom and watch, you know, a TV show. Great. You know, so I do find that splitting up the day rather than trying to be like, one day I'll write, one day I'll take care. You know what I mean? Right. Like splitting up one day like that, I think is really helpful. It's also a lot easier to look at when it's in chunks like that. One of my favorite um, authors, uh, Haruki Murakami, um, I, he has a very strict schedule. Um, he like gets up at the crack of dawn. He'll run for a certain amount of time, have breakfast, write for a certain amount of time. And then it, it's like you can find it. It's it's insane. It's it's so it's so yours doesn't sound like maybe like so regimented it's not that strict right no but it's you have your your me time and your your writing time figured out yeah like ta- like i was saying talking about it today is so ironic because i have found that smoking weed <laughs> does help me <laughs> write um and mostly because what it does for me is it really quells my anxiety mm-hmm. that actually helps me to be able to focus on like one thing like writing and to be able to like commit my brain to just that one thought yeah it's weird it kind of works as adderall for me like it hyper focuses me interesting when i'm when i smoke um particularly sativa Mm -hmm. and but the only problem is if i smoke sativa and i'm like trying to go to bed or trying to relax that's bad for me because it makes my mind like go crazy race yeah so i really need something to focus on and commit to i get that but yeah and then i can just like power through so much Getting rid of some of that anxiety is very important. And for some people that might be making sure that you have got your groceries for the week already or you're doing laundry at the same time, you're, you know, so you're not worried about a million things at once. I think once you get 
um, through your list of like basic needs, it's a lot easier to focus on your uh, creative endeavors. Yeah, it's because it's weird. Like I know that weed will not work for everybody, and I don't think it's a cure all for in for every person. Yeah. Um, for me, it's like a tool that like totally works. Yeah. But I also know that that's not necessarily sustainable for everyone <laughs> yeah. because like, a it's kind of expensive <laughs> and like. And yeah, some people, it might not make them feel the way it makes me feel. No, I, um, when I, when I like did smoke a lot, like it definitely made me more, uh, spacey and it was harder to focus. I think I, I remember one time I actually pulled it up cause you were mentioning it, but one time I was like, oh, I'm going to get super stoned and then I'm going to write whatever comes to mind. And I got really high and then suddenly I was like, uh i don't know and then i can so i actually pulled it up i did end up right i was like oh i know i'll just to get the brain going i'll just do a description of my room uh and that'll get the so i can i can i can i can read that for you right now it's quite short because i uh i ran out of steam (laughs) real quick yeah um so this is this says description of my room right now uh and then in uh Uh, parentheses uh, to be read dramatically (laughs) February 26th 2013 oh my god God, this is seven years ago seven years ago Um, I'll start out by saying that I am not doing this at a desk sitting in a swivel chair this is being done in my bed my double sized bed in a queen sized sheeting while listening to Pogo because it helps me think Wrapped in a dark brown blanket with Zack stitched onto it. Wing shoes on each side. My aunt gave me this. Who knows how many Christmases ago. I don't even own a desk. I own a lot of things to put on a desk, but none of those things are on desks. Also, when I said wrapped in, I really meant just my feet were wrapped in. So that's cool. To my left... Oh, boy. And then in parentheses, it says, really, I should just stop right here. Nothing would be funnier than, imagine if I just stopped right, <laughs> imagine if I just finished right there. End of letter. Wow. <laughs> that was it. That was. That was all I could muster at that day. That was incredible. Thank you. Well, I <laughs> will start by saying, I never write fully still. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Got it. Just a touch. That's a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. You just got to have like the, the beer equivalent of like little tips yeah yeah you know? just like one or two beers not drunk yeah not yeah yeah, yeah. there you go because the last time i got that level of stone <laughs> i was first of all i could barely it took me 11 minutes to send a text to somebody <laughs> <laughs> and when i finally did i was text because i was texting him outside of a group chat we were both yeah in, and i told him bro i swear i can time travel <laughs> because because I was convinced, for real, dude, oh, I was convinced I was seeing the, the messages before they were arriving yes. yeah. in my phone. Oh, man. Like, I was like, I'm a time traveler. I've lived this all before, traveler. man. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm here it, from eight seconds in the future. <laughs> it was literally like a millisecond. I was like, it's, it's only like a second, but I swear I'm getting them first in my brain. Wow. <laughs> and, and so... It took me 11 minutes to type him that sentence, basically. See, so that's the problem. You don't want to write that stone. No, 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 no. Yeah, you can't no. do that. Um, when I write, I usually have like, 
I'll usually pull from like there's there's one solid idea or concept that like I've just really been thinking about nonstop. And I'll just I'll generally just keep thinking about that and and kind of pulling at that idea of kind of it's usually something very vague, like maybe a character or even a line or a scene that I want or maybe a, a, a larger concept um, like, oh, I'm going to do a. I don't know, like a whodunit, but it's going to be in a cult or something. And I'm like, okay, cool. Now, what would that be? Who would there? Who would that? Who would be there? Um, and from there, maybe I start thinking about possible characters that I like until I can cross off things that I don't, and then kind of solidify. It's just solidifying one thing at a time. Um, it helps to for me to break down a script a ton. Like, just kind of first, just go off and like, okay, what are the three acts? And then each act has its own three-act structure. What are those things? And you kind of slowly keep branching these things out until you're f- you're fleshed. And then you, you know, get to writing once you feel... I mean, you're never going to feel ready. That's the one thing. I, I think there's usually like one or two days when I have a full um, breakdown until I actually start writing because I'm like, hold on, there's got to be something I'm not thinking about. I'm got, you know, I don't feel ready. I, I'm not ready yet. But you have to like <laughs> leave some room for spontaneity, you know? Totally, because you're going to discover it during the writing process. Absolutely, and that's going to change, and that's going to be that's going to be fine. It, like it's good if it changes. If you if you're writing something out and you realize, hold on, this character's become something I didn't expect. You have to adhere to that and realize and let that that character be who they've become and not shove them into something else. I'm looking at you, how to frame your mother, or sorry, whatever it's fucking called, how to, <laughs> how I how I how I got away with your mother in ten days or something. <laughs> How to Frame Your Mother is an awesome That's show. a great show idea. <laughs> and that's How, how I Framed, framed your, your Mother. mother. <laughs> For murder. For murder. Uh, See, okay, I want to point this out right now yeah. because this is exactly how a lot of my ideas start. That's, yes. Is as a joke. It's much like a kink in that way. Like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> discovering a kink is much like me coming up with an idea that I want to write about. It starts out as a joke. Especially if it's a good one, you know, you you riff on it for like five to ten minutes. Yeah. And then that's when I'm like, wait a minute. If I can like just riff with someone about this for five to ten minutes, like there's a lot of stuff here that we can like play with and have fun with. Yeah. Still want to do Seven Dog President with you. I still think that's Seven Dog President could be great. A whole show about it? (laughs) Yeah, maybe. I do. Yeah. Wait, we already said this show has legs. It's got like what? (laughs) It's got like twenty eight. Yeah, it's got twenty eight legs. <laughs> um, I do like Seven Dog President a lot. Yeah, think about it. Yeah, I mean, you gotta, you gotta. Um, that's another thing is is having a partner, even if it's something where you're each working on your own thing, but maybe you're checking in and holding each other a little accountable. Um, if if you can work with a partner, I totally recommend it because even on days when you are not feeling maybe up to it, they're there and they might feel up to it. And that gets you excited again, you know, and you can yeah. feed off each other that back and forth and, and, and check in and, and it helps a bunch. It helps for those, like those valleys that you find yourself in when you're by yourself. Totally. Yeah. Like I couldn't do this podcast if I, if it were just me. Yes. Like if it were just me and I was the only host doing this podcast, I would have been like, 
I don't really, uh, you know what I mean? Right. I've gotten lazy about it. No, but then there's, you know, another person, like one of us being like, hey, I'm, I've got this person who wants to be on the show or I'm excited about doing this thing or but we go back and forth, you know, it, it, it helps yeah. a ton. And we really totally. do. I mean, one thing I love about working with you is I feel like we do a great job of spreading the work and, you know, taking turns carrying, you know, our, our weight. And I really like, mm-hmm. I really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. I think, like, truly, I feel bad because I think sometimes you take on more than I do. I don't know. Specifically with like casting. With casting. Or like casting with getting guests. <laughs> you're much, be- you're much better about that than I am. But I um, maybe I'm just, I'm, I'm just, maybe I just have more friends. I don't know. Maybe I'm just more popular. <laughs> <laughs> no. 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 Uh, so I'm cool. Uh, you're great. Um, people like me they do I think it, at the end of the day there's I mean this sucks to say but there's there's no one way to uh, to to get the creative juices flowing um, I also think there's absolutely nothing wrong with walking away from a project for a little bit and like do, doing as much work as you can and then sitting on it because then more ideas are going to come almost subconsciously you know? Yeah. I mean, first of all, if you can even sit down and commit yourself to doing the work, then you're 99% of the way there. Yeah. Like the, the creative part will come easy. Right. Like the idea part will come easy. It's just actually fucking doing it. And fleshing it, it out, <laughs> make, it, make it into something. Yeah. 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 And thinking yeah. about all the different nooks and crannies. You know, you don't want to have a half-baked script. Because the, 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 uh, the editing and the the breakdown and the the coming up with the characters and their flaws and their you know their wants all that stuff is also the writing and the writing isn't just typing on a page it's not only that part it's everything else yeah. it's it's taking a bath it is is making <laughs> it is having a third pop tart it is <laughs> it's taking your dog for a walk it's going to that fucking guidance counselor who told you you would never get into middle school. Or sorry, yes. he, he, that. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a Freudian slip sack yeah. that happened no. in fifth grade as well? <laughs> no, I was just doing lines from a never from a something else, and that slipped in. I was. <laughs> Mr. Gwagui, I really want to go to middle school. school. I don't know. It's really tough it's to really get tough. into. Fuck you. You should look at Okay, Fuck I'm going to take a shit on I'm your desk take a shit now. On your desk. <laughs> I'm also not sure if that's Freudian unless the guidance counselor was also my mom. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. <laughs> was it? No, uh, it was homeschooled. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, have we have we I think we, I think we answered it. I think they know how to write now. Yeah, good luck. We've given you all the tools you need. Yeah. Now fight. <laughs> all right. Next question. Mm-hmm. All right. Next question. Um, this one comes from Nora. Hey, Zach and Haley. I'm a 28-year-old bisexual woman, and most of my sexual experiences have been primarily with men. I have had sex with a handful of women in the past, and it's been amazing. Nice. 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 <laughs> I've recently met this guy whom I feel a really genuine connection with and have considered starting a relationship with him. Cool. But I would still like to be able to express my gayer side from time to time with the option of having sexual experiences with women. 
I've been in a long-term relationship with a man before, monogamous for five years, and I had a hard time gripping my sexual orientation during that time. Still kind of struggling with it now, to be honest. Do I ask this guy I like if he'd be open to me being able to have these experiences? I'm very nervous to ask him. Do I really need the open option of hooking up with women to validate my sexuality? Do you know any bisexuals who feel they need the same validity? I'm so conflicted in my bisexuality right now. I'd love your take on this, Nora. Lots of love from Boston. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. <laughs> Thanks, Nora, for uh, sending that in. Um, this is a great question. Yeah. Well, first of all, I think we should tell you, you're definitely not alone. I think a lot of our bisexual friends mm -hmm. have a hard time coming to grips with the validity of their bisexuality if they're in a hetero-presenting relationship. I think the, the one thing we want to before going into this at all to, to get across is that you are bi, you are queer. It doesn't matter who you're with. That doesn't change. Right. Um, that doesn't change at all. Um, but like you said, we have multiple bi friends and they all say at some point in their life, they've definitely felt that feeling of like, you know, am I this or that enough if I'm with this certain person? Um, so you're not alone in that at all. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like so... I don't want to just go in and say, like, of course, that feeling will pass because it does also sound like you've had this feeling in a relationship for five years, like in a monogamous relationship. And it's very possible mm -hmm. that maybe a monogamous relationship might not be for you. There are plenty of couples who are open and, and are fine, but the the they are they're open about that. They have open communication. That's the most important thing if you're going to be doing that. Yeah. And I want to stress to our listeners, like, I think we say this a lot, but bisexual people can be monogamous just like any kind of uh, lesbian, yeah. gay, straight person can be. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, just like don't take away. For, I just want to like stress that. Um, but it sounds like when you were in a monogamous relationship, you did have that urge to be with women. Sure. And that's totally cool. Just because you're with somebody doesn't mean an attraction stops. And there's just sometimes there's certain things that a partner doesn't always give you. And that's fine. But... It's worth chatting about. It sounds like you do want to talk to him about it. Right. Yeah. And I think I think your instincts is correct here to talk to him before you enter a relationship, before you enter a kind of uh, official, I guess, partnership with him. You should talk to him about this if it is something you want to explore, I think, um, before you, get, you guys commit to each other. Um, and hopefully that's something he's op open to. But... I don't think you should enter into a more serious relationship without maybe talking to him about it first because right. you know if you if you get into this relationship and you ask him a year from now like hey I really want to you know want to do this thing I really would like to explore relationships with women as well um and he's like well no that's not for me. It could feel blindsided or yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah and if it's not for him I mean, that's even more of a bummer for you because then you'll either have to continue to be monogamous when you don't necessarily want to yeah. or, you know, it'll could potentially break you two up and you're kind of already in a year into a relationship, you know? Yeah, you don't want to have... It's not no good to have these underlying deep-seated... Like, not... I, want, I don't want to say secrets, but it's just... If you need something out of a relationship, it's just... It's good to put it on the table when things start budding when they start becoming more serious totally yeah it, it's it is weird because there it, there are those moments in relationships right where you're like 
oh, I kind of want to bring up this thing that's important to me, but is it too early to bring that up? Mm -hmm. Is it like too weird to bring that up this early? I totally get that feeling. Yeah. Because you don't want to be like, hey, blah, 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 this thing I want. And then the other person's like, whoa, well, we're not like (laughs) dating, dating. So, you know what I mean? You don't want to be like, well, but I kind of want to express this now because if it's not going to be a thing we can do. Totally. Or agree on, then... I'd like to find someone who I can agree. (laughs) I also don't think that this has to be something that's so serious where you have to sit somebody down and be like, hey, I think we need to talk. Like, it doesn't have to be that conversation. Um, Right. I'm assuming by now, and this is making an assumption, but if you're thinking about getting serious with this guy, he should hopefully know that you are bisexual. Mm -hmm. I, I would hope that that's something that he does already know about you. So you wouldn't have to, you wouldn't be dropping that on him. Um but then I think kind of floating the idea across that you do have these wants in a pretty casual way um, and just kind of see what he, he thinks. It doesn't have to be an ultimatum saying, hey, I need this or else this isn't going to work. But I think it's good to get his thoughts. Absolutely. And we just had um, Eric Todd and Sonia Harcourt on recently, yeah. the couple who do porn together. And they talk about how important communication is. Um you know, and yeah, and when, when Sonia first floated the idea to Eric, at first he was like a little uncomfortable with it. And then they kind of worked towards, you know, getting more comfortable with it. And then they were basically saying you reached, they kept reaching like different levels of yeah understanding and acceptance of what they both wanted to do. Ultimately, they say they're they're really happy for that. And they have like a very open line of communication. So I would definitely recommend listening to that episode again, if she hasn't. Yeah. And I think if if you float the idea to him and it makes him uncomfortable at first, I think that's fine. I'm not saying break up with this guy. Sure. But I think it's something you guys can work on because he may feel a little caught off guard mm-hmm. and a little nervous about it now. But if it's something you can keep talking about and maybe you both can get more comfortable with the idea, you know, I yeah. think it's something you can you can work on with him. Okay. A couple of my my really good friends, they they were a, a couple who, and I, I know that they talked about, one of them had flowed the idea of being in an open relationship because just sex is very important to them. And when they first started out, that was the other one, like uh, he, there was no way he was going to be he doing that. He's just like, sorry, that's not for me. I'm very monogamous. A um, couple years down the road, now they're in a, like a very committed thruple. <laughs> like the, they're, they're, the three of them are very sweet very cute they're very they have a a place together and they're they're great they're doing really well but it's all because they they let them know like their partner know right away here are here's what i'm thinking you know and then they could you know gestate on that and figure out what was comfortable for them yeah exactly and to kind of answer your your follow-up question uh one of your follow-up questions do I really need the open option of hooking up with women to validate my sexuality i mean of course of course you don't you don't need that. Um, you're bisexual, like, no matter when the last time you had sex with a woman was, mm-hmm. you know, you could you could be bisexual and never have sex with a woman. You know, it doesn't make you any less bisexual. But I think your question here is, is that is that how you're feeling? Are you feeling that pull to hook up a, with a woman right. in order to kind of validate your bisexuality? I don't think that's the reason you should necessarily seek having sex with a woman you know what i mean i think if it's something you really want to do and because you're figuring out your non 
monogamous, then yes. But if, if, if you're only kind of feeling the need to have sex with a woman to prove to yourself or anyone else that you are in fact bisexual i don't necessarily think that's the right reason that's a really good that's a very good point because you like you said like you stressed you are by enough you're queer no matter what kind of presenting relationship you're in at the moment i would also um be prepared because he could be very much he, he like he could be very cool with this and this could be something that he'd be interested in as well um he might also have his own things that he'd like. Like, I mean, if if you're open, is he going to be open as well? Is that something that you're comfortable with? Because that might, you know, if you're going to be doing this, he might also, you know, is that going to be something that you explore together? Like, there, there's certain things that you, you just right. it just needs to be talked about between you, between the two of you. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you might as well bring it up. I mean, especially if it's brought up in a respectful way and if he's respectful towards your bisexuality, mm-hmm. Even if it's something he's not into it, it shouldn't be a relationship ruiner No, to, to bring it up and try and have a discussion about it. Um, so I think it's totally worth having a discussion about. Um, obviously, I can't tell you which way it's going to go. But, yeah. But but um, I think you should talk talk to him about it. You know, like like you said, you'll, you might be just be wondering what if if you never bring it up to him. I know you're nervous to yeah. talk to him about it. But I, I think either way, you're going to just feel a million times better once you have the conversation. It's just going to be that mm-hmm. weight that's kind of lifted, you know? Mm-hmm. Totally. Because, yeah, you don't want what ifs. You don't want to be harboring a resentment against them over a version of a conversation that you think might happen, you know, this fake version of them. Yeah, as I get older... <laughs> I'm finding out more and more how important communication is. And I've heard people talk about it for a long time. I don't think I fully understood what that meant mm-hmm. until the last couple of years. So it is important. It's 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 the basis of any good relationship, whether it's monogamous or not. Yeah, it's easy to blow it off as a platitude because in a way it kind of is. But yeah, I know. If you just sit down and really think about it and like actually what communication is and like it it's everything <laughs> and it's not just one time it's it's multiple conversations you know it's not just like mm-hmm. okay we checked in once we're good you know <laughs> like because people like <laughs> yeah. that's it because people change and you know you got to just keep checking in because you know you love them if something truly is important and like happening it's not going to be i promise you even if you think it's resolved in one conversation it's not right um so it's something that's going to be ongoing. So this conversation with him is probably going to be an ongoing thing. It's probably not going to be a one and done type thing. So be open to having multiple conversations about it and, and fielding questions from him and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And that's not a bad thing. I think that's a, that's a great thing that it's going to be a a continued conversation. Totally. All right. I hope we answered that question. I hope we did. Again, we're not experts. <laughs> I feel like we must say that. Uh, we have a little quick question. Who's your favorite artist right now? <laughs> hmm. And that could be, I guess that could be musical artists or visual artists or what? who who are your, some of your favorites right now? Man, it's hard to say. It's You know what I was realizing today? Because mm-hmm. I, I, I took a shower earlier and I was like actually listening to music, which is something I was like, holy shit. I haven't done this in a long time. Oh, yeah. Now's the time to like sit down and do an album listen through if you totally. haven't if you haven't in a long time. But what I realized is I'm I'm obsessed with podcast. My music listening has gone so much to the wayside. Like now kind of my background thing is 
podcasts oh yeah music like i used to be that person who was like i know all the like new cool artists and stuff and like now i'm like have no idea but i know all the cool new podcasts yeah (laughs) (laughs) but but i'm like shit i really need to get back into like music Mm -hmm. because i'm actually kind of getting over getting over podcasts oh wow yeah wow and that's wild you've like got a spreadsheet of every podcast that you like so that's wild to hear (laughs) well you know what it is i'm just tired of like i'm not tired of it but let me let me rephrase this i'm not tired of podcasts i'm tired of podcasts being kind of like my only thing that i listen to passively yeah you know um so i just want to mix it up with with more music totally because you know what it is i love podcasts and they're great entertainment but it's like filling my mind with other people's thoughts whereas music helps you like fill your own thoughts yeah absolutely you can kind of um ascribe your own like meaning to certain things how what a song means to you right instead of someone's opinion and i know we're doing a podcast (laughs) right now which i think have value but it's just like i need a better balance yeah i need a way better balance um so to be honest i'm looking I'm looking for favorite artists right now, if anyone wants. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, on, I'm on the market for new music. <laughs> um, I, I've been listening to a bunch of, I listen to a lot of kind of indie, um, a lot of like female artists, um, more so than ever. I, Allie X had a new album called Cape God, and I really love her stuff. Um, she's just such an interesting musician. She, it's just the the Cape God is such like a a concept album itself. She's got I I totally recommend listening to her. She's very like mellow, very inventive. Um, I also love Mitski for the same reason, who's extremely inventive and goes into sometimes more rock areas. Um, oh yeah, uh, I like Mitski. Mitski's so good. She yeah. she's like she knows what my queer little heart is thinking. <laughs> um, I'm like you're right. I am I am your best American girl. Um, <laughs> uh. I art art wise, I I mean, I feel like I've talked about this before, but I'm I'm really obsessed with uh this manga artist called Junji Itu. Um he does um body horror manga and a lot of stuff that's about almost Lovecraftian otherworldly things that we can't quite wrap our head around. And and he also deals with a lot of obsession and group um mob mentality and um and so, and I think with a lot of this stuff that's happening right now, that's also been bringing me back to some of his, his work. There's, there's a bit where, um, there's this really good one called army of one that I was, it feels so relevant right now where people are, um, people in groups like a, a like large groups are disappearing and then popping up in other places, having sewn themselves together. And so oh. people are being told not to go into large group areas anymore. Because whole groups oh. are missing. And so people are becoming, uh, it's becoming a, a nation of shut-ins. And so that just felt really relevant right now. And, totally. Um, yeah, he's got, yeah, he's got a lot of cool stuff like that. Wow. Yeah, he's amazing. That's cool. And yeah, quick, quick short answer. <laughs> people I've been listening to lately are uh, Jenny Lewis, uh, Phoebe Bridgers, mm. and King Princess. Oh, King Princess is great. Oh, yeah. I love King Princess. Nice. I've also been listening to a lot of musicals <laughs> just because I'm, you know. Been, just because, of course. been writing a musical. Uh, yeah. yeah, but that was a fun, oh. cute little question. Yeah, and when when uh, Zach's 
music is finished for his musical, that's what I'm going to be listening to. <laughs> it was so fun the other day. Wasn't that so fun? It was so fun. Oh, my God. It was cool to see people's reactions. Um, yeah, because, again, you're living with these people for these characters for so long. And then to see people, like, also enjoy them is the, yeah. best, the best feeling in the world. Yeah. Um, so I think we're going to do one more. Um, and this is another biggie. This says, hi, Zach and Haley. Socially distant hello from New York, New Jersey. Socially distant hello from the both of us. What's up? Uh, so <laughs> I hope you're both doing well and staying sane. Mm, debatable. Uh, I have a question. You had to be sane to begin with. <laughs> uh, how do you define romantic love? Moreover, how have you managed large compromises in past or current relationships? Mm. Working in at NYC, many people are very career and money focused, as I'm sure is the case in L.A. I have career ambitions, but also I know down the road I'd like a simpler life. Oof relatable <laughs> honestly my goals are no debt and space to adopt senior dogs Haley, he sounds Preach. perfect for you look yeah exactly we'll settle down together. yeah there you go <laughs> and we'll be not together <laughs> <laughs> have you managed large compromises and are some too big even for love mm. stay safe and thanks for being awesome best jason uh, oh, and there's a little PS. It says, I usually listen to my commute, but since I'm working from home, I've been enjoying some episodes with medically legal cannabis. Ayo, happy 420. Um, thanks for all the ridiculous <laughs> jokes. Thanks, Jason. That's very sweet. Thank you so much. Wow, Jason truly is like a one of my soulmates, I think. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> just smoking weed, listening to podcasts. You just vibrate on the same dogs. level or something. We really do. Yeah. This, is a, this is a big question. It's a big it question. Very tough. How do you define romantic love? Wow. Uh, wow. I mean, I guess it's when mutual love and respect meets attraction. Yeah. Yeah. You know? It's a lot of things coming together for a perfect storm of caring about somebody a whole lot. Yeah. It's like when a really good friendship meets with a strong attraction meets with a special little like chemical x that yeah. is like un undefinable and like you know what i mean yeah 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 absolutely um i think a lot of uh straight media have you know they'll have that speech you, you know that speech where somebody's like love is like it's the worst thing in the world. It's the thing where, you know, you want to be around somebody so much and you you hate it. You, you, you hate it and it hurts you. It hurts you in your gut, but that means it's worth it. And like, no, that's bad. What are you doing? Um, it should, I don't think it should hurt per se. Um, like you, it, I don't think it's one of those things where again, like again, another cliche where um, you complete each other. Like, no, the two of you together just kind of are in are in harmony a little more you you amplify what's good about each other i think when i'm around mm -hmm. somebody that i love they make me want to be like better yes it's just things you admire about them and and you appreciate about them um totally you just you boost each other up ideally yeah and it's weird and the reason i say like it sucks that so many th of these things are so undefinable but you know these things have been undefinable for thousands of years right. so i think it's okay that we don't have the answer yeah i mean it, also i wouldn't look at old things because people used to die very young and so <laughs> love used to happen because two kids had the hops for each other and then they were like oh fuck i have to be around you otherwise i'm gonna kill myself and fuck 
Jesus Christ. You have a boner. It's It'll pass. Ro- <laughs> Romeo. <laughs> Jesus but, Christ. But, you know, it is like there is that undefinable thing that I think people have been trying to define forever because it mm-hmm. is like I have plenty of friends that I love who are also very attractive. Yeah. But that still doesn't make any kind of relationship you know what i mean Mm -hmm. it's there is that extra little something that i can't figure out i can't i don't know what it what it is but you know it when you feel it it's just somebody comes at the exact sometimes at the right time and i don't know yeah you just kind of i don't know your souls kind of sing a little bit when you're around each other Mm -hmm. is that gross and weird to say um (laughs) That's probably the most disgusting thing that's ever been said on this podcast. Ugh. Ugh. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to cut that. I, um, I can't. I'm offended. So great. You love each other. But now <laughs> but now life comes creeping in the back door. Woof. You have you both have careers and you're both money focused and you have ambitions and a simple life. It'll come, but it's not right yet. What do you do? Mm-hmm. How do you compromise? Can you compromise? It is really tough. And I, I'm not sure. I'm I'm currently, I mean, therapy. I mean, I can't recommend that enough. Um, that's that's what I've been doing when when I've been confronted with compromises and stuff in relationships, um, because I am not equipped to handle it myself. Mm-hmm. It is tough. I mean, and actually, my therapist doesn't love the word compromise because it means no one's exactly getting getting what they want. Sure. So it's like, I guess just finding, it's like working outside that box, I guess, finding something that, that works for you. Right. But there is something to be said about like finding someone who does gel with your life. Like that is a big yeah. part of it. I think having both work, we both work in film. Sometimes those are very long hours. Um, mm-hmm. Some people get upset, you know, when their partner isn't like home at the same time there, you know, like, oh man, you had another 12 hour day. I never get to see you. Like, that's not really their fault. It's their job. You know, you don't want to be the boyfriend in fucking, um, what was it? Devil wears Prada. Who's like, you missed my birthday for that very important job thing that you're doing that you love. And it's your, your whole dream. Your dream. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's why I think, cause like you and Brant, like Brant sometimes works crazy late yeah. hours mm-hmm. because of his uh job and then sometimes you you know i know you're you've always got something going yeah. on yeah you're working on uh your musical you run a D campaign yeah. or multiple i don't even know but you you're a busy yeah. guy too um so it's also just being understanding of when someone is busy i think that like someone having career ambitions and working really hard towards those and like you know, yeah, maybe missing some date nights. Um, I don't think anyone should try and hold anyone back from that. No. I think you should try and find someone who fits in the same level of, you know, kind of ambition that you are. Or if they don't, you're okay with the fact that they don't. Right. You can't blame, I don't think you can blame anyone for being career driven and like focused and having a dream and trying to follow that dream. Yeah. No, I agree. Like if you have to push something back because you have a deadline at work or because, oh, there's it's the opening night premiere of this thing that you've been working on. You should be you should do that. It's your fucking work. It's your dream. You know, like mm-hmm. 
somebody, your partner shouldn't be mad because you have to do the thing, you know? I think there's another important point about romantic love is it's support. I mean, you really have to yeah. support your partner and have your partner support you. Like, if you don't really get that, I don't know if it's going to work as well. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. No, totally. Like, you, like, like, I was saying you shouldn't feel like crap. Like, after you're with your partner, when you're leaving their place, you shouldn't feel like, oh, my God, I, t- I totally fucked up because I, I had to work. Oh, my God, I feel so bad. Like, you shouldn't be wondering, do they like me? How am I going to make this right? You know, like, you shouldn't be wondering if you shouldn't be feeling crazy because of that like that's not a good that's not a good relationship yeah i know it sounds it sounds annoying to add one more thing on the almost checkbox of like will this work but like i really do think having someone who is like the same sort of speed as you as far as like ambitions and career drive goes is important yeah um because i think even for the future like you're you mentioned you're ambitious now um and, you know, a lot of people are ambitious. Finding someone who does want to then have that ambitious young part of their life and then have that nice retirement um, yeah. towards the end of your lives. You can totally find someone like that. Totally. Um, yeah. And then there are large compromises um, that come in like possible. Maybe one of you gets um, maybe one of you gets a job somewhere else in another state or another country even. And maybe they have their own job that they are. That's that's their dream. That's their thing that they're going towards. And I mean, that's a big decision, you know, whether or not you're going to be doing long distance or if they're going to pick up their life and move with you or, you know, those those are those are big compromises. And and sometimes, you know, things get in the way. You have a la la land situation (laughs) where, where, man, they just I mean, he could have gone to Paris. We can we just come on. He could could have gone to Paris. But um, yeah, I mean, sometimes that gets in the way and that is sad. Yeah, I'm wondering if, if Jason, if you've had a big decision slash compromise like that before. Right. Because yeah, I, I really don't, honestly, honestly, like, luckily I haven't come across like many of those yet. But, you know, I think if something like that happened where, let's say my partner had to move to a different country, like I, you know, I don't know what I would do. Yeah. That would be really difficult. Yeah, um, I um when my senior year of college, I was dating somebody, uh, kind of actually a, a little long distance. I mean, we were only a couple hours away in different cities, but um, when we when I graduated, that meant I was going to be, you know, I I would be leaving Florida, and I was leaning towards Los Angeles, and they weren't quite sure, but it looked like they were maybe maybe leaning towards New York. And so it did mean that that was, you know, that was it. Uh, And that did suck. But, you know, honestly, when I'm looking back at it, like part of me was like, I I told myself, oh, maybe they would move out to LA for me, or maybe I I could live in New York for them. But then I realized that like way later, I realized because my God, I was so in my own lovesick head about shit for like a really long time. Uh, Mm -hmm. But I realized, like, they were maybe looking for ways out at certain times and mm. were honestly not great with compromise. Like, when I look back at, like, times when I'd be over there, you know, they they were busy. They were working uh, at a theater. And so I would I would hang out while they were working and, and find something to do. 
But when they'd come to Tallahassee, they would sometimes complain that I was doing film school stuff. They'd get really mad at me for that. And I would feel bad about that. But I should have realized like, hey, I'm I'm being flexible with you. Why can't you do the same for me? You know, Mm -hmm. and it can't be one thing where you're just giving and giving and giving somebody. Right. That can't be the totally. compromise. The comp- the compromise can't be just you keep taking the short end of the stick every time just to make them feel better. Exactly. Yeah. And at that yeah, at that point it be- doesn't become a compromise but more of just control. Yeah. Over you. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess it comes down to like how, you know, a big compromise like that, like let's say it is like something like moving from one part of the country to the other. You know, I guess you have to take into account a, would they do the same for you if it were the opposite? Right. You know, and if the answer is yes, then yeah, maybe you should kind of explore it, you know. And then the thing is, is like, what thing can you live without? Can you live without this, like for you, like, right, Los Angeles? Can you live without Los Angeles? Right. And what the career you're pursuing in Los Angeles mm-hmm. or this person? And, right. you know, when it comes down to that. I mean, with certain things with the right person who really cared about me, like I, I honestly, I feel like I could, I mean, my job's here, mm-hmm. but if it came down to it, like if Brant got an amazing job somewhere, like let's like fingers crossed, amazing. He moved to Japan. Of course I'm going, I'm going to go to fucking Japan. I can figure out a way, <laughs> I can figure out a way to work on like the Japanese version of ridiculousness or, or do or some <laughs> or something, you know, like I can write from there. Like, yeah, it would be a lot. It would be moving my whole life, but I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah. It'd be a different thing if it was like Idaho. I'm so- <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Like, Brant, don't take this. I'd- the huge animation department <laughs> in, in Idaho. Idaho. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, you have to. That's really tough, It's man. a tough question. Yeah. It's really tough. I think, again, it, it does. It, I mean, it's so cliche, but it does all come down to conversation and talking about it, talking about your goals and your dreams. And if something does come up, working through the options together, because when you stew yeah. by yourself, it's it's no good. Right. It's true. You, you do start writing conversations in your head. And for some reason, we always make the person the bad guy in the conversations right. in our head yeah as you know their worst part the worst parts of them well yeah. our, our brain is doing this weird thing to protect us and and that is to make the worst possible scenario right we prep for doomsday in every situation mm-hmm. whether it's a conversation or anything it's like it's always the worst yeah it can be and you're right it is a defense mechanism of course because you have to like prepare for every angle of attack but <laughs> but you could just <laughs> you could just talk about Socks it. We're not lizards anymore. Yeah. We're not lizards anymore. Not you anymore. Just ask. <laughs> not anymore. Uh yeah, you're not going into battle with your uh <laughs> with, yeah. with your partner. You don't need like lawyers to make the compromise of who gets to who's moving where, who's moving their whole life where. Right. Um yeah, I think it's a matter of finding that balance that both understanding that like if career is important to uh to you, career should also be important to them. Mhm. Or if it's not to them, then they at least understand that yours is important to you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I know that's a that's a rough question. I hope we answered it though. Yeah, I hope it's we a lot. gave some at least help speculate. You know, because um, it is a tough one. 
Yeah, we at least heard about me realizing that I was not in as good of a relationship as I thought. So that was fun. <laughs> there you go. Zach learned something today. <laughs> that was fun for everybody. Yeah. It is crazy the way, I don't know about you, but just like looking back at old relationships that were so romanticized and was mm-hmm. very much in love. But just pulling back those layers and thinking, oh, oh yeah, that wasn't great. That wasn't as good as it could have been, you know? Right. You know? Yeah, and you do, you do, you know, in a cer- in certain sense, if you feel there's like unfinished business in a relationship, you do romanticize a lot of parts. Oh of it. Oh my god, of course. What what could that, be? Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. It also helps to be in a very very good relationship right now. I'm very lucky. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's great. I know it feels good. It's good. Very I mean, cool. honestly, like I I look to you and like Stevie and just how just your guys's journey and it's like it's such it's kind of an inspiration i don't know i just love chatting you about it well because i think you you and i were both in similar places where we were like i don't know if i'm ready to be so vulnerable with somebody you know Mm Hmm. totally and just hearing you talk about how like rewarding that's been i don't know it's the best yeah it's really cool it is weird right we we were kind of both in like a similar situation before we started dating Mm -hmm. our current partners and it was like wow we it's weird right yeah. i don't know but it has been that thing like i think we were both kind of avoiding vulnerability yeah um because when you're vulnerable you open up yourself to get hurt you know mm-hmm. um and because i think we've both been hurt in the past so it's like well fuck that that's when our lizard brains turned on and went to defense mode yep. <laughs> um but yeah it has been like really cool and rewarding and i'm really glad you're happy yeah i'm glad you're happy Oh, just, it makes, it's it's the best. Um, yeah. Well, I think that was an incredible episode and we fucking nailed it. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Fuck yeah. Uh, well, that's all we had as far as questions go. Um, so thank you all for listening to another one of our listener advices. Yeah, thank you advices. so much. Yeah. And yeah, thank you for, for listening during these quarantines. I know, uh, I'm sure a lot of you normally listen on your commutes and those are no longer a thing so we appreciate you for <laughs> still tuning in yeah you can listen to us while you do laundry in, while you in uh, the shower walk, yeah in the shower yeah, yeah. <laughs> get behind the ears <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway uh thank you all for listening and please continue to send in questions um anytime um because we just kind of hoard them and collect them and then um use them all yeah. at once. so send them anytime we really can't do it without you yeah and um, Zach, where can people continue to send those questions? Oh, incredible question, Haley. Um, they can find us on Facebook at We're Not Together with Zach and Haley. Uh, they can find us on Twitter at Not Together Cast, on Instagram at Not Together Podcast. Uh, you can also email us your questions, or if you just want to say hi, email us. Um, we are at Not Together Podcast at gmail.com. Um, yeah, just say hello. We love chatting with y'all. Um, again, We've got all the time in the world, so please reach out. All right, everyone. Well, thank you so much for listening. Once again, I'm Haley. And I'm Zach. And And we're we're not not together. together. Bye. Bye. We're Not Together is produced, hosted, and edited by Zach Ogle and Haley Manrique. And our intro music and theme song is composed by Barry Anderson.